Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. Uh, Melissa, who are our fabulous bimbos who are joining our Patreon this week? Well, we've got Emma Lynn. John, Noah, and Loretta. I love the name Loretta. Uh, like Loretta yeah. Lynn. Who was that? The uh, She was like a country western musician, yeah, I think. Yeah, singer. Yeah, uh, great group. I love all those names, but great group of folks. I am so excited about our episode today. We are going to talk all about scams. Yes. And no, not just the time that Melissa photoshopped a lotto ticket to look like she'd won <laughs> hey. and posted it online for attention. Hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> for attention. <laughs> and I got We're attention. Talking. You sure did. Didn't a didn't publications contact oh, you? News stations called me to wanting to interview me about winning the Mega Millions or whatever it was well we're going to talk about today how social media plays a huge part in scamming these days we're going to talk firefest theranos epstein and other scams that have rocked our social media age i love theranos she just had a baby or no she's pregnant she's like nine months pregnant and she's going to she's going to court 
I think she did it on purpose too for some. Her water's gonna break in that trial. I bet you she did do it on purpose. Uh-huh. That would not surprise me at all for God, sympathy. A water break in trial. What a what it's a exciting. wild thing. That would I would be- if I was going to trial, I would just keep an Evian bottle up my vahoo like, and just oh, squeeze it. Do a Kegel. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk to vice journalist and executive producer of the Netflix documentary about Firefest, Gabrielle Bluestone. And she also has a new book out called Hype, all about scamming. Gabrielle's, uh, Gabrielle broke the Firefest story. She was oh, the first wow. one to write wow, the article, awesome. which we'll talk to her about. The national and her hero. other articles are great too. A, a, truly a national hero. So let's get into it. First things first. Let's talk the scam that rocked the world, Firefest. Yes. We will obviously ask Gabrielle more questions about it later, but we all know Firefest from the Hulu and Netflix documentaries and that infamous cheese sandwich picture. Oh, great. <laughs> great. It was supposed to be the best music festival the world has ever seen, brought to you by entrepreneur Billy McFarland and obviously Ja Rule. I always wondered why Ja Rule. Because he's Ja Rule. We'll have to ask why he was chosen. McFarland hired Fuck Jerry to be on his marketing team. He is that Instagram account that just steals stuff from people. And Uh now it's just that annoying guy who holds a sign saying different things. Wait, that's the same guy? That's the Fuck Jerry account now. Oh, that like holds up signs that are basically like tweets. Yes. It's, ugh, I hate it. It's so annoying. Yes. It's the worst. Also, Fuck Jerry now has a collaboration with the clothing company Zara, and it's just pictures of that guy Are with his sign. serious? I sent a link to Maria because I was so upset. Maria and I hate the Zara website so this, much. I can't tell you. The Zara website bad. is the worst... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if there's like some hidden messages in it. I don't know what's going on. It's like an art project. But it's it's no way it's no way to shop. It's no way to shop. I don't understand. Are there <laughs> do they not see their sales are probably going down online? I don't understand. It's crazy. They'll be selling a picture of a dress and or they'll be selling a dress and the picture will be of a sofa in black and white with no dress and no model. <laughs> the black and, <laughs> and you're white. Like, I was looking what? at a dress. It was in black and white. I was going, wait, in what universe am I buying this? <laughs> if you're showing me the picture white. in black and white. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll show, or they'll be selling a shoe and they'll just show a picture of uh, the tip of the shoe and yeah, nothing like, else. Yeah, it's like a it's dress. So They're confusing. featuring the dress and then it'll be like shoes. You're like, I can't even see the shoes. <laughs> it's going to come out as some Banksy project. I promise you this isn't real. There's someone. It's more of a Mr. Brainwash. Some- <laughs> it's something something's gonna come out and going for two years zara pulled the wool over millions of americans eyes and it'll be some art project because it doesn't make sense it's, it doesn't make sense i've never bought anything from the zara website because it's i have because i just have a problem but do you remember two other crazy things happened with zara one time there was a dead rat sewed into a coat and this another time, insane. what? <laughs> yes. And then another time there was a note that said, help me or something from one of the factory workers. I remember workers. hearing about the note. <gasps> Are you serious? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, they were abusing the factory workers wherever the stuff is made. And one of them had sewed in a note into the pocket being like, help me. I've please. heard about that. How did the dead rat in the factory? How, I guess? Is, this is the big, this is, 
I'm going on their website right now. I just oh, want to. No, Maria, I just don't do it. <laughs> I have yeah, to. Maria. Right now. Trigger warning. It's ruin your day. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm literally on the homepage and it's so bad. I can't. Don't even try to do it on your phone. It's not even worth it. Oh, I can't imagine. They also release sweatshirts at one. I love that this episode isn't about Zara at all. We were going on a tangent. They also released sweaters at one point that were reminiscent of the Holocaust. They were yellow with blue star or blue with yellow stars or striped with it was there. I was at Zara once and I saw a striped outfit, like a blue and white striped outfit. And I was going, this looks like, um, like a a Holocaust. Like Auschwitz. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, and I was going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's weird. It's, it's, Zara's got some uh, screw loose. Something's off. Something's off. Something's off. We're going to find it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to find out. Something's off at Zara. We're going to find out. (laughs) Anyways, back to Firefest. (laughs) It, uh, was all about marketing, marketing, marketing. Influencers and celebrities like Bella Hadid, Kendall Jenner, M. Rata, Hailey Bieber all promoted the concert on their pages with weird photos and videos. It was to p- take place in the Great Exuma in the Bahamas over two different weekends. And we will never forget that moment in the Firefest documentary on Netflix where event producer Andy King told Customs he would suck dick for Evian Water. Oh, iconic moment. Iconic moment in history to go down for the ages. According to Wikipedia, the event sold uh, day tickets from $500 to $1,500 and VIP packages, including airfare and luxury tent accommodations for up to $12,000. Customers were promised accommodation in quote unquote, modern eco-friendly geodesic (laughs) domes and meals from celebrity chefs. The final advertised lineup was for 33 artists, including Pusha T, Tyga, Designer, Designer, Blink-182, Major Laser, Disclosure, Migos, Ray, Sremmerd, Kai Tranada, I don't know who some of these people are, Lil Yachty, Matoma, Klingonde, and Skepta, Claptone, La Youth. I, I'm not going to say the rest of these because I don't know who they are. In the days leading up to the festival, all the aforementioned acts pulled out. I remember, didn't Mark Hoppus tweet? Yeah. Do like a day before, like, we, I'm sorry, we have to pull out of Firefest for We're not unforeseen going. circumstances or something. Yes. Major Laser just never showed up or they never confirmed. <laughs> to make matters worse, uh, Wikipedia says organizers of the Fire Festival planned their first event. Uh, April 28th to 30th for the same weekend as the Exuma Regatta, oh, which is a, beha- a Bahamian sailing race series that utilized most of the <laughs> island's hotels, vacation rentals, and resources. Whoops. So when Firefest went to shit, there were no hotels for people to go to, right. no Airbnbs, no it was all those taxis like, to pick them up. Yes. The company had spent all the money they'd been loaned and investments on personal payouts, influencers, and large offices in Manhattan. Uh, Firefest was left with nothing. First, there was a huge storm before the first weekend of the festival. Oh, all right. the t- all the tents, mattresses, etc., were laid outside and were soaking wet <laughs> upon arrival. The roads were not completed. There were no chefs or gourmet food, just bread and craft cheese singles. <laughs> People waited in the in the rain to find housing, but eventually just started fighting over the tents. There were no musical acts. People ran out of food and water, and the water was being held at customs, which is why that guy said he'd suck dick for Evian. Right. 
there was no electricity, no running water, no cell service. So these people couldn't call for help, couldn't call their private jets. And there was only porta potties. Remember, people had paid (laughs) $12,000 for this, a lot of these people. The festival had also been promoted as cashless, so no one had money to pay for taxis oh, right. or for food. Oh, right. They had these like accounts <laughs> or bracelets or something where they had to put money onto them before. Yes. The, they had bracelets that were loaded with money. So I think it was some sort of digital thing yeah. where they would put their bracelet up and pay. So these people had like no money or credit cards came they didn't think they to were the Bahamas for the weekend with nothing. I think they were chartered a private jet there or something. Yeah. So they just showed up with nothing. And then <sighs> this all happened. So obviously it didn't work out. There was no music, no food and a storm. <laughs> then they tried to get a flight back. The flight back at first was delayed and then it was canceled. They were detained at the airport without food, water or air conditioning. And it was super, oh, super yeah. hot. The videos from this were amazing. <laughs> yes. It's insane. Kids started passing out from heat and dehydration, and one person was hospitalized. (sighs) Also, what's even more interesting, and we're not going to get into this too much, but this wasn't McFarland's first scam. The first company he created was called Magnesis, and it was this strange credit card company, and it was a private group that offered tickets to elite exclusive events, but they never actually pulled through on any of the offers. Oh, right. That's in the documentary. Yeah. So they said, if you join this club for $100,000 a year, you get unlimited tickets to the opera, Beyonce, Jay-Z, you can get into this party, but then they weren't getting into anything. They thought you could get limos on demand, stuff like that, and he wasn't pulling through. Anyone that says like, hey, I think I'm going to start a credit card company. I would be like, can you imagine if I was like, you guys, I have like a business idea. And you're like, what? I was like, I, I want to start a new credit card. Well, you just told us about the Erios card. So I'm a little the confused. Erios well, card. and I do hope you guys use that because the points are really good. <laughs> yeah, the mileage. <laughs> but please use those. Please use those. All right, we will. It was a really long email you sent us at 3 a.m. about the Erios credit card. You your, made social security numbers and credit yeah, checks. Yeah, Bob's okay. maiden name. It was really weird. A lot of exclamation points throughout the email. <laughs> yes. <of> the email. <laughs> Must act now. <laughs> beware, beware. Please. Anyways, Billy has continued to scam even during his trial. In Gabrielle's article for Vice, she says, Firefest founder Billy McFarland was already out on bail facing two counts of federal wire fraud this winter, when he began orchestrating another scheme to defraud the victims of his earlier scams of an additional $100,000. You got to give it to him. He's motivated. Scammers got a scam. Yeah. He has been sentenced to six years in prison. (laughs) Next, Gabrielle wrote another great article about Blade, the Uber for helicopters. I forgot about that. The company had a spokesperson named Simon McLaren, who had been quoted publicly speaking about the company in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Fox Business, CNN, etc. But it turns out Simon didn't even exist. He was a fictional person created by the CEO and his team. They hadn't hired a spokesperson 
So when anyone would speak for the company, they just said that it was this guy signing. That's kind of a good idea. You know what's the <laughs> grossest part is them come is them deciding that the the name Simon was the best thing to go with because it's not it's not the worst name for a representative. No, you know? because, it's not like, bad. Simon McLaren, mysterious. Yeah, that's so gross. Is them like going? That's the name, you guys. That's the name, and like and like all agreeing on it. I don't think this is the worst idea because one time a girlfriend told me that since women have a hard time, harder time being respected when she would make reservations either for hotels or call companies, she would say, "Hi, this is the assistant for." blah, 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 to make it seem like she was a high professional or someone who needed an assistant. So I understand where this is coming from. It's weird for a big company. This is the weirdest part that I thought, though. The fake spokesperson wrote a blog on Medium. So the company had made a blog for (laughs) this fake person called Simon McLaren's Curious Content. What? Where he would write about living in New York during the pandemic and other things. It's like, he's like Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like had a dating app. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super creepy and weird. Also, the company even staged this whole layoff of Simon before they launched. Okay. That's kind of smart. <laughs> honestly, sounds fun. I bet that they bonded a lot over the Simon thing. But sounds yeah, there was fun. that company that like pretended to have a male CEO. Yes. It was this emerging company made by two women and people weren't answering their emails when they saw that they were signed by two women and they weren't getting investments. So then they added a fake third male to the company and they realized people started answering their emails or taking them yeah, more seriously. Crazy. Uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. This I'd never heard before and I'm obsessed. Something called DashCon. Have you guys heard of this? No. no. Okay. So it was a fan convention in 2014 for Tumblr. It wasn't sponsored huh. by Tumblr, but it was for people who have Tumblr, use Tumblr, blog on Tumblr, like famous Tumblr. on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's heard of Tumblr is invited to come. It was held in Schaumburg, Illinois. I've been there. There were allegations of corruption and mismanagement, just like Firefest. Fans had to pay for the hotels up front and in cash, which was weird. They also had to pay up front with cash to use the facilities. I don't know if that means the bathroom and stuff. I don't oh, know probably. what that meant. Or restaurants. I thought that was weird. Also, a lot of the celebrity guests, I guess people who were popular on Tumblr, they also had they also had people who were famous on Tumblr, I guess. There was Elisa Lamb. <laughs> Elisa Lamb. <laughs> she was big on Tumblr. The ghost of Elisa Taylor, Lamb. Taylor Swift does a lot of Tumblr stuff. She's always talking to her fans on Tumblr. Still? Okay, well, Taylor Swift wasn't there. Taylor Swift? Swift. Ta- but was Taylor Swift there? <laughs> Taylor Swift, the I Tumblr star. To on Tumblr. Okay, so the people from the podcast Welcome to the Night Vale, which oh, trends pretty I've often. Heard of that. They also were guests there. They were on a panel. However, a lot of these people uh, ended up dropping out because they were told they had to pay for their own rooms. Last minute, they showed up and the event planners were like, by the way, nothing's planned for. 
or nothing's paid for. So when the panels were canceled, the organizers instead set up a huge ball pit like they have at McDonald's. What? Oh, no. And oh, they, no. Said, they said <laughs> that the attendees could play in the ball pit instead. What? Why? So people showed up thinking that they could see all of their favorite Tumblr posters and podcasters speak and lead panels or do it be like a South by Southwest like the conference part of it or or Comic Con yeah it'd be a Comic Con for Tumblr and instead the event planners said here's a small ball pit you can play with it sorry you're not getting your money back it is interesting when you think about when people are like in a corner and they have nowhere to go (laughs) like what they'll do to get themselves out of it frantic and they went ball pit they got frantic (laughs) and the first thing they thought is ball pit wow they were backed into a corner and they literally went ball pit get a ball pit just get a ball pit (laughs) someone get a ball pit (laughs) there's there's pictures of the ball pit and it's hilarious Yeah, if you look up DashCon ball pit, and apparently it became a meme. I don't remember any of this. This was 2014? It's a small ball pit in an empty warehouse, and people are just sitting on it. This is real? That's for real? No. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. It's like a tiny ball pit, like a blow-up pool. Yes. We'll post it. It's amazing. What? Someone did a Lego version of it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know how we missed this. This is a huge I deal, apparently, in 2014. This. I have no recollection of it whatsoever, but almost the first Firefest. Who knows? Wow. Next, let's talk about Theranos, which I'm yes. obsessed with. Theranos was created in 2003 by Elizabeth Holmes. The eyeliner turtleneck blonde robot. Yes. She was only, which I did not realize, 19 years old. Oh, that's why so many people were like invested in her. They're like, she's the next genius. Yeah. Next Steve Jobs. Yeah. She had alleged to have developed blood testing machines that only needed very small amounts of blood and could be rapidly performed by automated machines. Great idea. Honestly, a great idea and sounds achievable. I don't know why it was so confusing. Yeah. She dropped out of Stanford to work on this project and used her parents' quote-unquote educational trust. So, okay. Mm -hmm. She is also known for her deep voice, which is allegedly fake. That's right. And Melissa, if you could play this YouTube, there is a clip of her on a podcast apparently slipping into her normal voice. Oh. Elizabeth, yeah. and you guys can decide, Marie. Uh, you guys can decide whether or not you think that this is her real voice, or if she just was intonating differently. I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I mean. It makes sense. You work to change things, and first they think you're this crazy, is fake voice. You, and then all of a sudden, you change the world. And um, I, I have to say, I, I, I personally was shocked to see that the journal would publish something like this. Her voice, her deep baritone voice, was that fake too? According to uh, my sources, uh, it was. Uh, That's an her real voice. This on CBS shortly after he joined, and uh, she sort of um, expressed her excitement that he had recently joined, and as she got up. She forgot to put on the baritone and slipped back into a more natural-sounding young woman's voice. No, it hasn't. Well, if I use traditional words... It's that, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Well, if I use traditional words... 
that music, you guys, though that I know. that spooky Haunting. Halloween music. <laughs> That's like, it's the it's the Jason Friday the Thirteenth music. Yeah. So she goes. Haunting. You can hear her say, "No, it hasn't." And then she goes back into why the low voice. So I don't that know voice. Same reason why it's the fake. It's getting a guy. It's to be taken seriously in our society by being more quote-unquote manly yeah. in the way you present yeah. yourself because if somebody talks like this then someone's gonna go oh that's a dummy over there when in reality <laughs> if someone talks like this <laughs> if someone talks like this you're not gonna give them a million dollars so it there's a few videos on the internet of her slipping into her other voice which is pretty crazy she eventually raised 700 million dollars from investors being valued at 10 million 10 billion as a company in 2012 Safeway invested 350 million oh, to God. put the blood testing units into their stores the problem is that none of this shit worked it never did Reports were inaccurate and exaggerated. If you watch the documentary on HBO of her, or maybe they're interviewing one of the people who worked in the lab, and they say that the the bottles would just explode when they would put them in the centrifuge. Yeah, the machine was like, wouldn't work. Exactly. Uh, FDA regulations were not being met. Health code violations were happening, and the company was just bleeding funds and lying about it, saying they were making money. Eventually, the whole company had to shut down. They went bankrupt. They faced lawsuits from Walgreens and others. And Holmes and her partner, Balwani, were sentenced to wire fraud. They also allegedly destroyed a bunch of evidence. Also, the Theranos chief scientist committed suicide in 2013. Oh, right. Yeah. Crazy. And she's currently going. The trial is happening now, I believe. But yeah, she's like eight or nine months pregnant or something. Well, she's got to do the water breaking trick. Yep. Get out of it. Yep. Melissa, there was this LA Lakers catfish scam story, which was crazy. And I wrote in the doc, Melissa, can you explain sports? They make me pass out. So (laughs) I included the link. This happened on April 20th, 2021. So this is pretty recent. Yeah. What happened with this? Okay. So there's a thing called like Lakers Twitter. I guess I'm kind of a part of like Clippers Twitter where like people just like you are tweet about a sports team and like I follow a bunch of like reporters and writers and stuff. So Lakers Twitter is like similar. Can I ask a quick question? Do any of the actual Clippers follow you and stuff? Yes. What Montrez Harrell followed me. He's now on the Lakers. Blake Griffin followed me for a while and then he unfollowed me. (laughs) Wow. You you haven't been performing up to par yeah, robin lopez <laughs> follows me he's not a clipper but he's a basketball player cj mccollum from the portland trailblazers follows me oh my god i talk to him occasionally yeah i'm, a, I'm big in wow. uh, nba you're big in sports so in april she okay vivian is this person on twitter her name is like butterfly 424 or something oh god she went missing apparently and so this guy josh who was like, hey, tweeted, hey, Lakers family, Vivian Flores at Butterfly424 is missing. She's 5'5". She may or may not be wearing a wig because she's going through leukemia treatment. She's from Santa Monica. Please DM me if you have a lead or if you may see her. So then, of course, like Lakers Twitter was like, oh, my God, we'll retweet this because like they knew her from she did a podcast. Even like uh, Ice Cube's son 
retweeted O'Shea Jackson Jr. He's like a big Lakers Twitter guy. He retweeted it and was like, hey, everyone, look out. So people began to question why this Josh guy was like the only person close to her who was showing any concern, like her family and her friends. No one else was tweeting about her. They went back and looked through all of her tweets to like 2009, and she was interacting with this guy named Chumzilla. And so someone was like, hey, do you know, do you recognize this Vivian? And they wrote back, oh, that's a big catfish account. I went along (gasps) with 11 years ago to see how far I would go. They originally impersonated model Roberta Little under the name Joanne Peters. I contacted her agencies a few times, but heard nothing back. This was like over 10 years ago. Like this is a catfish account. And then, and do you remember Twitter spaces? It's kind of like Clubhouse. Yeah, that was so weird. So there was where people could like talk. This one guy... Uh, Kingsley, a Twitter user, he said that he had been in a relationship with Vivian, but also suspected that she might be a catfish because she wouldn't FaceTime with him. They were in like an online texting relationship. He's like, well, I never actually have seen her in real life. What are you, 12? And so, but then Kevin Durant hopped in this chat and was like making fun of people. was like, what is going on? There's a catfish going on. And everyone was like, yeah, like Kevin, like it was just a whole, like he was just laughing about it. And then people began to point out that all the pictures on her account were photoshopped, like clearly photoshopped pictures of her like playing basketball. Like it was just someone's head on a body and everyone's like, um, how does everyone not know this is, these are, they're so bad. They're so badly photoshopped. And people put it into reverse Google image search and the photos would pop up with like other people's heads on them. Oh, it's like God. she clearly put like a new head on them. And then, but then Vivian was found. So this Josh guy tweeted, Hey, everyone, Vivian's been found alive and safe. Thanks, everyone. But then everyone was like, Who is this Vivian? And so Josh yeah, was like, on? Josh was like, Well, I think she actually might be a catfish because they have been doing a podcast together. But they had, what? they didn't do it through like FaceTime or Zoom, they did it through audio only. So Josh That's was like, crazy. I think I was duped too. Like, this must be, I- I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know this person. So then people were like, wait a minute. They tuned down Vivian's voice on the podcast. They're like, it sounds like Josh's voice. Is he doing a podcast with himself? <gasps> <laughs> They're like, wait, oh, is Josh, did Josh make up this person in order to do a podcast? With Wait, himself. Didn't someone at the beginning of the story, didn't you say someone said Josh was the catfish? That's was that pe- someone else? No, this guy Kingsley, who had been in a relationship. Oh, got it, with got her, it, got it. I was got like, it. I think she's. Oh. So then people started <gasps> accusing Josh of like, you made up Vivian. This is you. You're making up Vivian. He like he swears to God. He's like, I swear to God, I think I got catfish too. This is not me. I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh he my was God. posting like screenshots of like text messages he had with her he's like yeah i talk to her all the time like i'm not making up these text messages he was posting text messages between him and vivian's sister he's like i talked to her sister about her missing like it's not me i swear to god so the so the account went away vivian deleted her account but then she reactivated her account posted a video of a girl holding a piece of paper that said vivian it was like a two-second video was like, and there's no sound on it. But then everyone was like, wait, Vivian's spelled wrong. It's spelled V-I-V-I-E-N. 
Beverly, Beverly, yeah. Beverly Hills. So I was like, who is this girl? Who did they pay to hold up this video? And then they deleted their account again and it's gone. So nobody knows and no, who Vivian is. No word since. Nobody knows. But like NBA players were like making fun of it. Yeah, it's spelling right, you guys. Is that guy still doing his podcast? No, I don't think so because she's gone. Because even the Josh guy was like, why is it spelled Vivian with an E? Like, please message me back. What's going on? And like, has never heard from this person again. <laughs> what a big mistake to make. It's this, <laughs> what a big mistake to just <laughs> spell e. the name. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. So that was a fun, that was a fun scam. Wow. What a roller coaster. Well, we all talked to Gabrielle about scams like that too. She, like I said, is a vice journalist and executive producer of the hit Netflix documentary, Firefest, The Greatest Party That Never Happened. She also just wrote a new book called Hype, which sounds so great. I just ordered it on Amazon. This is the description of the book. It says, we live in an age where scams are the new normal. A charismatic entrepreneur sells thousands of tickets to a festival that never happened. Respected investors pour millions into a startup centered around fake blood tests. Reviewers and celebrities flock to London's top-rated restaurant that's little more than a backyard shed. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, what is that? We should ask her about that. That was this, it was this restaurant that someone opened in their backyard selling allegedly like fantastic incredible food and people are paying tons of money for it and i think it was just like some guy cooking in his backyard random shit <laughs> but That's was it amazing. good i mean it all it all comes down to like if it was good but then <laughs> okay, if it was just point. like he was making if he was making ham sandwiches and kind of giving them out and going like isn't this neat <laughs> i think that might have been what it, i think it might have been are you getting some ideas maria <laughs> Uh, these unsettling stories of today's viral grifters have risen to fame and hit the front page headlines, yet the curious conundrum remains. Why do these scams happen? Drawing from scientific research, marketing campaigns, and exclusive documents and interviews, former Vice reporter Gabrielle Bluestone delves into the irresistible hype that fuels our, I couldn't read, fuels our <laughs> social media ecosystem, whether it's from the trusted influencers that peddled fire or the consumer reviews that sold Juicero. <gasps> I had a Juicero. What is a Juicero? I didn't know what that was. I loved Juicero. Juicero was this thing that Martin, Martin fought and it oh was my this God. machine. And you, it would, you would get juices delivered to you that you'd put in the refrigerator. I was, remember this. And it was these packets. I think I sent you guys videos of the juice row. And it was veg vegetables and fruits in these packets. You would put it in the juice row, and it would squeeze out all the juice. You get these this fresh juice from the juice row. And I loved what it. What was the scam? If you loved it, what was the scam? Was it just because you could have just opened the packets and drank it on your own? Yeah, it was just like mushed vegetables and fruit inside of a packet that you put in this machine. I don't know. No one bought it, I guess. Everyone was like, here, no, no, no. You here you go. This the is, packet itself. You could squeeze it on your own. Bloomberg <laughs> News published a story suggesting that the company's produce packs could be squeezed by hand easily and effectively. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was like it was this machine that like squeezed the juice and like you got this amazing juice that's so crazy oh my god what so, a scam yeah. but then you think and you go wow what a scam yeah what I, a scam we, we got it and i liked it i thought it was great 
Well, we can talk to Jane of the dream about that as well. This whole push towards wellness stuff where we think we need something in order to be healthy and we can't do it on our own. You have to have this juicer or else you're not going to be able to eat healthy. And and how much what how much is a juicero? A juicero was like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. Because it seems like you could do the same thing with one of those um toothpaste things that you put on the end of your toothpaste, like those <laughs> yeah, plastic things, and, just and then you squeeze just drag it, it, squeeze it out. I think Martin saw it on like Shark Tank or something. I don't know. But it is a bummer if you enjoyed it so much, and then it's like, I well, know. Why don't they just sell the, the packets? Ending. Yeah. It, Juicero is still the greatest example of Silicon Valley stupidity, says this CNET article. Well, it I still like haunts me. I see Juicero <laughs> in my sleep. It comes to me in my dreams. I can't stop thinking about my Juicero. The $400 Wi-Fi connected juicer billed by company founder Doug Evans as the first at-home cold-pressed juicing system. What? Promised so much when it launched in 2016. Okay, a wait, world hold on of a minute. fresh juice. Uh, there's a Vox article, and Melissa, it looks like it was taken in your kitchen. This picture. Look at huh? this picture and tell me Stop this it. isn't. Y- tell me this isn't like you in your kitchen, <laughs> Melissa. I just oh my god, it to you guys. That's not you, is it, Melissa? <laughs> no, it does look like my. That's kitchen. where you had yours too. I remember yours. Yeah, being right, right next there. to our refrigerator. We have that looks, <laughs> that looks very like much, your kitchen. That's so funny. That's really scary. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy if it was taken in your house. It's you just going. I thought that it. they stole that from your Instagram. I know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh wow, they have a video here of someone just squeezing the juicero. Um, oh the, yeah, I remember seeing that into a glass. And I was like, well, you don't get all the juice. <laughs> yeah, it says in April 2017, in a video that will never not be funny, Bloomberg showed that Juice Rose produce packs were essentially giant ketchup sachets <laughs> full of fruit and vegetable pulp that you could scoop straight out of the bag and squeeze with your own hands. No need to scan the QR code on the bag. No need to sync the app. No need to insert the produce pack into the Juice Rose. In fact, you could ditch that compost squeeze box altogether. Just use your meat hooks and mash that fruit pulp like God intended. <laughs> well, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Anyways, we will we will talk to Gabrielle about this and more in just one moment. Web Prowlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, uh, videos a day early. Oh, God, I said, uh, please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, which we got a ton of. We Thank did. you guys. Yes. Did they leave their names in there to, to follow them? People have been DMing us, and I've been following them on Instagram. So keep DMing <gasps> oh, us. If you're like, I left a review, I'll, well, I've been following everyone. And All one right. person uh, DM'd my personal account. We met the web crawlers account. We'll follow you from <laughs> web crawlers. Uh, although I did follow you from my Twitter, but we meant we meant the web crawlers account. Just Allie to keeps specify. it pretty tight. She keeps a pretty tight <laughs> Instagram following. <laughs> I got to keep my ratio clean. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, if you leave a review, DM us on web crawlers your name on Instagram and Twitter, and we will follow you. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. We will continue to play your deranged, deranged. voicemails at 
deranged <laughs> that we love so much. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much for coming on. I read an amazing article you did with Jewish Insider. You had a friend who, I guess, was planning on going to Firefest that you found out about via Instagram, and that's how the story ended up breaking. You were the first one to write the Firefest story. How did that all go down, and what seemed off about Firefest for you? Yeah, so the thing that was really striking for me as like a writer discovering the story is that I came across it in such an organic way. Like I saw it on a friend's Instagram in the same way that you would see someone, you know, like bragging about their Coachella mm-hmm. access or whatever. Um, but it was obviously, you know, something I'd never heard of before. And so I, you know, clicked on it to see what it was because I had that feeling of FOMO, like, <laughs> oh my God, is this the coolest thing? Is everyone going to be going? Um, and when I started to look at what it actually was, like, it just seemed like there was such um, a gap between the marketing and then what they were actually like selling and presenting. 
Um, and like the more I dug into it, the more like nothing made sense. Um, and it just started like, it was like the first time in my life as like a reporter that I had that like spidey sense tingling that like, Oh, something is like really off here. And so I started investigating it more and it turned out there were like all these whistleblowers who were trying to get anybody to listen and nobody was because nobody was leaving Instagram. So people were seeing it on the app, but like they weren't going to Twitter or like Googling it or looking at the company's website. Um, And so that's kind of where that all started. That's so crazy. Also, you have a background in law. You went to law school and you passed the bar exam. So is that advantageous when you're doing this reporting on scamming? Um, it definitely helps. I like to call it like the world's most expensive journalism <laughs> degree. Um, but it's, you know, it's helpful in certain ways, um, especially when, you know, it comes down to like looking up lawsuits and, you know, I'm, I'm going tomorrow to actually to, to a prison for a story. So like then it can, it can be very helpful in those cases. Um, but also like it gives you a good framework for like analyzing, I guess, what is kind of accepted in society and what's actually criminal, right? Mm -hmm. Like it lays out like the difference between intentional crimes and negligence and, you know, the punishments are different. So it really does give you like a, like an ethical and moral framework, I guess, for analyzing behavior in that way. Yeah. Which is a really important difference. Probably. We were reading about your book, which I just ordered. One of the subjects it says is London's top rated restaurant that's little more than a backyard shed, which we hadn't heard about that debacle. What is that one? Um, So that's one of my favorite stories. It's very similar to the Fire Festival, except it was done intentionally, um, where, you know, this uh, at the time vice writer uh, was just playing around with the algorithms and he managed to make a shed in his backyard, the top rated restaurant (laughs) on TripAdvisor. And it was such a neat illustration of how we as like consumers um, and users of the internet like react and perceive these things where people had never heard of it before. There were no like real reviews of it, but because it was rated highly, everyone that went on TripAdvisor was like clamoring to get in. So people were like calling and trying to bribe their way in and like desperate to eat at this restaurant that didn't exist. And so eventually um, they did, you know, like a one night only seating and they had real customers there and they just took like microwave dinners and served them. But the people had been primed to believe that it was, you know, this incredible experience that, you know, diners were like walking out saying it was the best meal they'd ever had. It was such a like illustrative example of how. Um, and then this is what really strikes me in, in these in reporting on this stuff is like how much we do the work for the scammers, mm-hmm. right? Like we are like tricking ourselves into believing things like more so than they are in many cases. So that was my next question is how much does social media and technology and marketing play a role in scamming today? I mean, it's insane the way that The way that we interact with each other and the way that we view ourselves is so different as a result, essentially, of these algorithms that are designed to keep us on platforms as long as possible, right? Like the whole point is to keep our eyeballs attached so that we can see as many ads as they can put forth. Um, But because of that, we have like changed the way that we live, the way that we interact. 
Um, and I'm like as guilty of this as anyone. So I use the Royal <laughs> V like, like literally, like I really do. It's, it's frightening to notice. Um, one of the big things I think when social media migrated from being like a website thing to being in our phones all the time. And when our phones became cameras, those two like things converged to create this idea that like we are no longer, um, experiencing experiences like mm-hmm. for what for what's happening it's it's primarily for how you can then um portray it to your friends and the people that follow you and like what you can like make content out of it and so i've always said about the fire festival like i really believe if they had managed to get a band on stage or like you know done a little bit more that the people there would have talked about how fun it was and like so true you know i've gone to coachella i like I guess I had a good time. I didn't love it. But like, if you look at my social media posts from that time, like I was having the time of my life. Um, and so it's kind of scary, like how that is. And, and, and also the fact that it's like a little pernicious the way that they are designed. Um, because like, when do you reach for your phone, right? When you're bored, when you're lonely or waiting in line, you like, you don't want to be alone in your head. But what these apps do, and there are all these studies that show they like really exacerbate those feelings. Mm. So, you know, the more you scroll, the worse you feel, the worse you feel, the more you want to scroll. It's like, it's a real addiction. That's such a good point that if there had been one cool thing at Firefest or an Instagram photo wall, people probably would have said they had the best time ever. Yeah. And that was happening because initially, before everyone saw like the shitty campsite, um, they brought them to like a really fun beach bar and poured, you know, free tequila down their throats. And everyone, you know, I was watching at the time because I was waiting for that moment. The you know, shoe to drop. Device, like wouldn't allow me to go. <laughs> so I'm sitting in New York watching on social media, waiting for that exactly for the shoe to drop. Um, and it came, you know, as soon as they left that beach bar. But before that, people were posting influencer photos, you know, in like this beautiful blue ocean. They had like a little swing in the ocean and everyone was doing their little poses and people appeared to be having the best time ever. That's so funny. Thank <laughs> God they didn't let you go. <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, is there a commonality between people who scam or is it just random? Is it mostly men and women or is it sociopaths, narcissists, or is it just people who want to do it? Well, there definitely is, you know, like a a personality kind of disorder thing at play there, I think uh-huh. for sure. But what's really interesting about it is it definitely, I think all genders, all ages, all sexes, you know, you see it everywhere from like Billy McFarlane to Elizabeth Holmes to Caroline Calloway oh, yeah. to, you know, uh, Anne Hathaway's ex-fiance who like pretended <laughs> that he was part of the Vatican. Um, but what everyone has in common and what what's really interesting, like culturally about it is that all the qualities that make someone a good con man are also what attract us to them, mm-hmm. right? It's that confidence and that charisma. And like, it's not a coincidence. I don't think that we call them con artists, right? Like there is an artistry that we admire. Mm. Um, And con artists also seem to be the only types of criminals who really fail upwards. So, you know, they, maybe they serve time in prison, but they come out more notorious than ever. You know, Anna Delvey has a Shonda Rhimes show. The Mm. Wolf of Wall Street got played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Like ever, you know, Billy McFarlane got two documents documentaries and a book like you know they they seem to do really well culturally so that's very interesting wow that's such a good point there or you know they can become president (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) we'll get into that but that's another thing 
What's the most, this is kind of a general question, but what's the most interesting or surprising case or thing that you learned about scammers or frauds during your research, either of articles or for this book? Um, I kind of, I mean, I find all of it fascinating, yeah. to be honest. Um, but definitely like thinking about how much work we do for the scammers, like I was saying before, was really surprising to me. You know, everyone, everyone knows that if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. But at the same time, it's like a very distinct human reaction to think that you are the exception to the rule and that this might be happening to you. There's actually a very funny, like ridiculous case that came up recently. Um, and like, I can't even talk about it without laughing where, uh, like, you know, the New York Post reached out to me to like get my expert con artist opinion on it because all of these fans of the band Nickelback <laughs> were getting scammed by like, you know, a Nigerian prince type scam where, you know, an anonymous Facebook profile was reaching out to them and saying like, hey, I'm the lead singer of Nickelback and our manager says we can only have a daily allowance. Like, can you help me out? But these people wanted so badly for it to be Nickelback that they like took the chance just in case. Why not? You know, if it like Chad Kroger would like send a little money, maybe he'll maybe it's really him. And people really will will delude themselves and do that work, even when it should be so obvious. Um, and I was also so surprised that there's such a thriving Nickelback community. Maria, how much did you donate? <laughs> a couple hundred, and I don't regret it. I actually you don't regret it. No, because I thought because they needed the money. Yeah, Nickelback needed the money. That's so amazing. But that thing is so true where there's so many examples and I've had friends fall for MLMs where they Mm -hmm. think that it's the exception. It sounds just like a pyramid scheme, but it's not. I swear to God. And, you know, I sell makeup now and I make a commission, but it's not an MLM, I swear. And you just have to let them understand for themselves when it remember happens. mona mona v my friend's sister sold that no like i don't year. that was the big thing in like 2009 it was 2010 like it was wine it was acai juice in wine bottles oh i do remember oh, wow. that it was like the thing like i knew multiple people that were like selling mona v uh saying like this is the next this is the big thing and this will like cure you <laughs> yeah i had girlfriends do arbon uh-huh. i had a bunch of girlfriends do arbon makeup to finish have you ever fallen victim to a scam or had a friend be scammed and you had to tell them, girl, is this a scam or anything like that? I mean, all the time, to be <laughs> honest. I actually, but I actually just got scammed this past weekend. It's not like the most interesting yeah. thing, but, um, you know, so I went out to dinner with a group of people and I happened to be the person that put their card down because it was, you know, they would only take a couple cards. And so because I was the one that paid, I took a picture of my receipt to Venmo everyone. Like it was not something I ordinarily do. You know, I I will see if the charge comes up on my card. And, you know, if there's a charge I don't recognize, of course, I'll report it. But in this case, the server actually changed the tip like after the fact. And so I saw the charge on my card and happened to realize in this one instance, like, whoa, that is not what my picture says. Um, And I'm almost like afraid of how often this is happening because like who really checks their receipts closely? Um, So that would be something I would say be very aware of. Um, 
But, you know, I also fall scammed to like the, the Instagram versus reality mm-hmm. thing all the time. Like I'll order a product and be shocked that it doesn't look like what it looked like on the Instagram ad. And I still keep ordering it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the work for them on the off chance that maybe this is, this is the one. Totally. But it never is. Wow. That receipt checking thing yeah. is a real hot tip. I never would have thought about that. So if things sound too good to be true, they probably are. And marketing, always do some background checks. Don't fall prey to marketing and check your receipts. Uh, Thank you so much for answering all these questions. If people want to read your work or follow you or do any of that stuff, where can they reach you? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter. I promise I won't scam anybody. Uh, (laughs) That's what a scammer would say. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. No, if I'm a scammer, I have to tell you that's how it works. (laughs) Um, And you can find my book on Amazon or any independent bookstore. Amazing. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh my God. Of course. Have such a good rest of the day. Okay. Thanks. Bye guys. Well, thank you to Gabrielle for contributing such awesome information about scammers and social media and all this kind of stuff. If you have ever fallen victim to a scam or an MLM or anything like that, or if you went to Firefest, we would oh, yeah. love to talk to you. Or if I you would had a juicero. <laughs> if you had a juicero, if you have ever taken Blade Uber for helicopters, if you have ever met Elizabeth Holmes, or if you could do an Elizabeth Holmes impression, please leave us a voicemail. Or Melissa, where can people contact us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. I am Allie Lakers Catfish Seagull. I am Melissa. Fuck it. Let's get a ball pit. <laughs> Stetton. Amazing. And I'm producer Maria Juicero Blasucci. <laughs> that actually sounds correct for your name. It's so good. Juicero Blasucci. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Powered by ACAS. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.